time now for Making Sense in the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori's the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity, and she joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Hey, listen, I noticed the markets have been a little, let's say, volatile this week. What's going on? Yeah, definitely. We've seen some choppiness in the markets, uh, although they're kind of relatively flat over the past week, but it really matters which uh, kind of index you're looking at. Uh, you know, the Dow is up 0.6%, but we saw technology down close to 2% over that same period. Uh, so investors are kind of shifting from growth to value. Uh, last week, it was China's Evergrande story that created concerns. Uh, now we're seeing other concerns. It, it kind of looks to me like investors are looking for a reason for the market to correct. And anytime we see kind of some weakness, you see buying coming in. So we're not getting any kind of, um, you know, long-term correction or anything like that. I mean, really markets are only off two and a half to three and a half percent from their peak. So again, we're in normal correction phase, you know, it's September and we're heading into October and, uh, you know, hopefully as, as we kind of move into November, uh, markets will be back, uh, back on a steady, uh, steady climb upwards. But again, um, you know, investors have shifted their attention towards a few things in the short term here. Uh, inflation concerns. I mean, oil prices are over $74. You have rising rate concerns as investors kind of believe that central banks will increase rates sooner rather than later to combat inflation. Right. Uh, and then also fears of uh, a potential U.S. government shutdown after the Republicans blocked an emergency spending bill on Monday. And again, Congress must approve government funding by Friday to avoid a shutdown. And, uh, and that kind of makes investors somewhat nervous, but not not really. I mean, we've seen this story before back in 2011. Uh, I mean, that was an ongoing story at the time, but we do have to worry about it because it could be, you know, an economic shock as millions of Americans could stop receiving benefits like social security, military pay, Medicare and tax credits uh, if the government were to shut down. Yeah, that would be a huge concern there too. What were investors, what else like, were they paying attention to this week? I would say, uh, I mean, really, it's it's rising rates. I, I think that's the biggest uh, biggest change over the past week, uh, and that really affects technology. And so we're you know we're watching the news, but again, nothing is really concerning. Remember, if there's concern over rising rates, it generally means the economy is bound to do well going forward, right? I mean, there's also inflation concerns, um, you know, and and the idea was is that they weren't going to increase rates until the second half of next year. And I always say, you know, it's pretty diff difficult. Uh, uh, to kind of project when when that's going to happen, they have to look at the economic data at hand and decide at that time whether it makes sense or not. But eventually, you know, it shouldn't be a shock to any of us that rates are going to go up. And just remember when when rates are are, are going up and it's in their early stages, usually the stock market is quite robust at the same time. Uh, but you do have to watch out for the real estate market at that time. So so again, as things change, I mean, again, you always want a financial advisor, a portfolio manager that's on top of the changing news. I always say not every day is the same, not every week. Uh, and there's, uh, you know, new things always coming to light. And you have to decide, we have to decide for our clients whether we're going to make changes on the portfolios or not. Uh, and what news is is really of importance to their portfolios. And that's what matters. Right. Okay. Now let's talk about what investors are asking you right now. Because I'm sure they, you know, they see the news and they listen to us, Lori, and they think, okay, well, it sounds like things are up and down. So what what do people want to know? 
yeah, you know, I, I came up with this thinking about the hot topics. Like, what what am I getting asked on a regular basis? And I felt that if I'm getting uh, asked some of these questions, that I'm sure our listeners are also wondering the same thing, right? And so I get a lot of, you know, what happens if there is a correction? You know, what about the sectors I'm in? And, and you know, what I would say to that, there's always going to be a correction at some point. It's what your advisor does about it that matters, right? Again, some corrections are only 5%, some are, some are 15. And so, you again, you want somebody on top of the news that's making changes for you, reducing equity exposure if if needed. And the types of sectors, a lot of your return doesn't come from the, the stocks that you're in, but ensuring that the stocks you're in are actually in the right sectors. In the last decade, you know, a lot of areas did well because rates were low and were going lower, real estate, utilities, um, uh, some technology. But again, as rates start heading higher, some of those sectors change to industrials, financials, materials, and energy. So again, you just want to make sure that you're on top of that as well. Okay, so lots of questions there. Um, what about the idea like of investing in the right sectors versus the right stocks? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I mean, I think the other way I would look at it is asset allocation, right? Stocks, bonds, or cash. A lot of people wonder, you know, I'm retired. Should I be owning a whole lot of bonds? I'm saying there's times in the market cycle you should be owning a lot of bonds. Now is probably not one of them. Um, you know, again, we have a higher equity weighting, a higher stock weighting for our clients as we come out of this recession and we're in this bull market. And and again, we will take action if needed. We'll raise cash if something comes in a left field so people can sleep at night. They don't need to worry when they're with us in terms of um, asset allocation as much. But a lot of clients would have around 70% exposure to stocks, if not a little more, depending on, on who they are, how they handle corrections. Again, you know, I always say I talk about investor personality. It's not always what you should have. It's how you feel about it uh, when things are, are are a little bit more volatile. And another question, you know, how much should I keep in the bank for a cushion? A lot of people are keeping way too much money in the bank uh, as a cushion. Remember, you're losing money on that money with 4% uh, inflation uh, in Canada here right now. So, you know, general, generally people don't need more than 25, 50,000, maybe 100,000 if they really are, uh, you know, one that worries. And and again, you, you just know that you can get your money out of your investment account very quickly, 24 to 48 hours. So you don't have to keep this big cushion. You right. should look at... Uh, investing it again, depending on what your goals are, right? And but is there any again, is there any financial penalty, Lori, for doing that? Like as opposed to keeping it in your retirement account versus just keeping it in savings? Um, well, it's savings is paying so little right now, right? So I've seen 0.1% of the banks, 0.5% if you're lucky. Um, yeah, so when you have it in an investment account, the only thing that you would have to look at is say if your accounts went up, right, and you need to sell in order to, you know, buy a new car, get a new roof, whatever it might be, uh, there could be some capital gains there. But again, it's better to pay tax because you're making money than paying no tax at all because you're not making any money. So, so again, that's a conversation you always want to have with your financial advisor if it makes sense uh, for you. And and again, another question, do I have enough to retire? How much income am I going to need? That's uh, one of the top questions. And I say early on in retirement, people need a, need more. You know, a lot of people ask for four or five, up to 7,000 a month for a couple. Uh, and then they have sort of a, usually a travel fund. Of course, it's COVID. So people have not been spending that travel fund. Um, but again, those are questions that we get. Uh, should I be downsizing? Should I help my kids with a down payment on a house? Uh, and we are happy to answer any of those questions. And so should your financial advisor. Okay. What about real estate questions? 
Yes, I love real estate questions. You I do? Think that, yeah, I think it's easier for me. My my mother's been a real estate agent for 40 years, so my family's just always been uh, in tune with real estate, let's put it that way. Um, and again, because I'm on air here reporting about it. And so what you're seeing here in Vancouver right now, you're seeing uh, prices um, kind of steady, um, maybe moving up depending on where you're looking at and, and whether it's a condo, a townhouse or a detached house. But there's very low inventory right now. And that's what is keeping prices kind of propped up. One fear I do have just about the real estate market is is interest rates going higher, but also with this last federal election. I mean, there's huge campaigning, uh, uh, you know, about the real estate market, affordable housing. Affordable housing means home prices going down. So we're not quite sure what they're going to come in with yet. I mean, they've talked about banning for, foreign buyers for two years uh, or taxing, um, house flipping, right? So we'll have to see where that lands. But again, when you're when you're thinking about downsizing, you know, look at your own situation, you know, because stairs and things like that eventually affect your life. And so you're going to have to make a change at some point. And now that prices are elevated, maybe now is the time. And then should you be helping kids with a down payment on a home? We know it's hard for young people to break into the real estate market. Um, you know, we do advise when people have more than they're going to spend in their retirement, they do look at helping uh, their children. That can be a gift, a loan, co-signing a mortgage, uh, you know, treating uh, the real estate like an investment opportunity for yourself as well. So you own it, but your kids are renting, right? So yeah. again, there's a lot of things that come up in our conversations. Uh, markets are one of them. Uh, and their portfolios, of course. But these are a lot of the questions that I'm being asked right now. And I'm happy to share them with our listeners as well. Well, thank you so much for doing that this morning. Thanks, Lori. Awesome. Thanks, Simi. Have a great week. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori, of course, is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. If you want to talk to Lori, you can contact her team directly. The number is 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.